What's up, y'all, and welcome into Forte Catholic, where we try to talk about the faith with a little bit of comedy. Are we good at either? That's for you to decide. Today's episode was uh, it was a blast to record the first and the third segment. The second segment, Taylor had a lot of uh, technical difficulties, and I got very angry to where we had whole minutes of me trying to fix my camera and Father Anthony trying to vamp. But good for you. I edited that out because it was just me being frustrated and boring. I will share that on social media, though, so we'll make sure that you follow at Taylor's Roll on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and and follow the show on YouTube, because I'll be posting the clip there as well. Uh, there's, well, I mean, a minute of it. I mean, we were there was like 10 minutes of just frustration. So if I seem frustrated the second half of the show, now you know why. But other than that, we had a great show. We hope that you enjoy it. If you do, make sure that you hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening on podcast, or if you are on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and ding the bell or something. I hear that's supposed to help. Enjoy today's episode. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Papua New Guinea. Hello, Papua New Guinea. That's a new one. All right. Yeah. What's up, Taylor? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to hate that one. You seem... uh, like you're still figuring it out. I am. I am. It's like it's new. It's different. Um, so I have to discern it for a while. Um, but yeah, uh, kudos. I mean, you'll discern it longer than I did. Yeah. Because I was on like the 48th O before I decided I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no planning whatsoever. But you know what I did plan for what this you plan show. Yeah. I did plan for this show. Good but uh, uh, one thing that's different about this show is usually like we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we record the show, and it just kind of like comes out of our normal conversation. But ever since uh, you moved to this new parish, like we don't talk anymore because you're very busy. You're like an important person now, and you have a life now. Yeah. yeah. Have- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, some of that's true. I'm indeed very busy, and there are many people who consider me important. But yeah, there's just a lot more going on here. You know, we've got there's like stuff going on in the evenings all the time. Uh, there's a lot of weddings that go on here, so I'm meeting with couples in the evening and stuff too. Uh, it, like it's good. I'm enjoying my. I very much enjoy uh, this place and this ministry. But it's yeah, it's busy, dude. Um, and then like you know, last week I would have had some time, you know, to to play video games and stuff. But our power went out, and then our internet went out, and so I've just been uh, doing priest stuff, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like I saw you posting pictures of like saying mass in the dark it's like that's so cool <laughs> it was actually cool yeah so our power went out and we had i had 7 a.m mass and it was still dark out and it's an old church uh so there's not a lot of light goes through stained glass windows so we just had candelabras everywhere and it was actually kind of nice yeah that's awesome um but yeah i'm I, I i'm happy for you i i uh I told myself, you know what, like, I'm going to give him his distance when he starts at his new parish. And the first, like, few weeks, like, we still hung out and played video games. Right. And then, like, it just hit you. Like, you just yep. got all this stuff going on. But it's it seems good. Like, um, I feel like you're being utilized very well at this new parish. Yes, and not yes. I feel... spending most of your priestly powers spending time playing video games with me. <laughs> yes. And maybe we should leave it at that for that sake. Uh, but it's good. I feel... Very respected and a part of the team here, and it's good. It's good. Okay, good. We'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this was an episode I did with Allison a while ago, 
uh, and she hated this insight. But it's kind of like this. I, I, there's been something that's kind of been like not constantly on my mind, but it mm-hmm. pops up every now and then. Of like, we've been told, uh, we have been told, we've seen his face and heard his voice alive in our hearts. Uh, Amen. Like that. I mean. I didn't plan on saying that, but just any Catholic would hear, we have been told. That's just what comes we out of your We have been told. I mean, honestly, you're you're making a joke of it, and you sound better than most Catholic cantors. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Which you tweeted about the other day, and I don't even want to get into it because I disagree with you so much. Um, but on, on this other thing, so uh, we have been told that we are supposed to be like God. Like that's, you know, the whole Christian thing. Yeah. Little little Christ. Like we're supposed to be just like Christ. But I have been thinking that there are actually r- reasons that we shouldn't be like Christ. Okay. That's, that's a saucy take right there. It is a saucy take. <laughs> uh, what Do you have reactions to? I, I worded it the way that I worded it. And you might disagree with me right now, which a lot of people have been disagreeing with my takes on this show in the last few weeks. <laughs> I, uh, I've, be- I've become unhinged, and I'm just saying all the things that I've held in for months or years or, you know, in a past life, whatever. People get mad about that, too. But uh, what, what, what say you? I, I worded it pur- purposely that way. Yeah, okay. So my first instinct is like, well, we're literally the whole goal of the Christian life is to become more and more like Christ. You know, one, we're made in the image and likeness of God. Two, we are baptized and we become his children. Three, Christ is supposed to live in us and we in Christ, right? So the idea that there are some instances where we should not be like Christ, that that at first glance, that seems wrong. It it does at first glance, but we're only four minutes in, buddy. That's why I'm very intrigued. So is this going to be Father Anthony yelling at Taylor again or Father Anthony being like, wow, look at that Maybe. insight from that I had holy some- bearded man? I had so many. I, I got more hate mail over our last episode than I've gotten about any episode ever. People hated that martyr take. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, were they mean though? Because we were just having a conversation. Like you're allowed to be wrong. Someone's allowed to be wrong. I, you don't have to hate them for it. Was it that bad? Uh, th- there was one person who's very close to the show, who's a male, that's a co-host, <laughs> that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Who did not like that take at all? <laughs> uh, uh, but it was mostly like people on YouTube. Um, who like don't know me, you know? Oh, and YouTube comments, yeah, no. yeah, and they didn't like, and like like uh, TikTok was really angry at me. But like, I purposely posted like a minute video of it. Yeah, that doesn't explain my whole take, which was, I mean. Hey, being real. I mean, any comment's a comment, right? That's hate, true. <laughs> hate, hate clicks are still clicks, buddy. <laughs> right, exactly. So it, it worked and backfired all at the same time. Beautiful. But my first take that I've ever ha- I shared on the show was with Allison um, in this whole realm of we shouldn't be like Jesus in everything. Okay. And like things that Jesus did that maybe we should do or shouldn't do. And okay. I approached it the last time kind of in a comedic way, but I actually have a serious one today. Okay. So the comedic one was, um, I'm not good at apologizing. It's not something that I like doing. It's not something that I've ever really been good at. And I noticed while reading the Gospels that Jesus never apologized. So if Jesus never apologized and I'm supposed to be like Jesus, then I shouldn't apologize either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense, except, um, believe it or not, Taylor, uh, two things. One, Jesus never did anything wrong. Two, uh, 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 
from a certain point of view, the Pharisees wouldn't agree with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, but the Pharisees were wrong. <laughs> and from second, my point of view, the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not how this works. And believe it or not, Taylor, I feel like I've proven it, even if you haven't accepted it. Even on this show, sometimes you are wrong. I've never been wrong on this show, uh, mm. and I everything that I've ever said has been recorded live on audio. So go listen to all of them and hit subscribe because every listen is a hate listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we said, right? Every listen is a hate listen to, for uh, this show. I mean, I think some people like the show. I mean, <laughs> hey there, <laughs> nice, nice, nice to know that that individual is here. Mm. Um, uh, okay, so like obviously that yeah. one is silly, right? I actually have a serious one okay. of like things that Jesus does that God does, even though that we're supposed to that we're called to be like God, there are certain situations where we should not be like God and do what God does. Um, and I heard this in a reading a couple weeks ago it was from Revelation, which can always get into some, <laughs> you know dangerous territory especially sure. when it's like the daily readings at summer camp a few weeks ago the priest was oh, like uh, we're gonna preach on the gospel <laughs> you know like <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah have like an eight-year-old reading this long thing that they probably shouldn't be mm. uh but um I, I was thinking about it where it's it's that it's that very popular scripture about god saying i'm paraphrasing like don't be lukewarm be hot or be cold like be fully into being a, a Christian, a follower of God, or be fully out. Don't be lukewarm. And what does God say about the lukewarm people? Yeah, yeah. He, he says, you're neither hot nor cold, so I spit you out, basically. Right. So, like, God is, like, rejecting these people who are lukewarm. Which mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, because you'd think that he would reject the ones that are cold. Like, that's just kind of the natural instinct it's like oh the people that are totally against god he's like actually i don't want the people who are lukewarm which mm -hmm. is a whole theological thing in and of itself sure but what i was thinking about is like okay i'm supposed to be like god god spits, spits out the lukewarm and it's just it just like after everything that we've seen uh of like on how people treat each other within the church like i, I i've had people I've gotten a lot of mean comments over the last month because I'm sharing a lot of my takes that usually just stay in here. <laughs> but yeah. I've had a bunch of like people arguing about like liturgy stuff with me. Like our, like for instance, our local church bought out a Protestant church and we took over their church. So it looks like a Protestant mega church, yeah. but it's it has an altar and statues and all these things. And I was I got to like help out with a Matt Ma with a Matt Maher concert and mass and all these things. And it's this cool moment, and somebody like was like, "Oh, uh, uh, look at that modernist church, or whatever." And, like being rude about the church. I'm like, "We took over from the Baptists. Like we won. <laughs> like what more do you want from me?" You know? <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so many church people want to spit out each other. Right, so just because God can spit out the lukewarm, that doesn't give you, me, any Catholic, any Christian, permission to spit out lukewarm people. It pisses me off. For being yeah, honest. wait, no, I think you actually have a good point here because, uh, and another thing, a lot of like uh, Catholics like to quote is uh, something from Benedict, where he made this prediction that the church would get a lot more, a lot smaller but a lot more devout, basically. Yeah, that's not the goal. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's the whole thing. Like, he was making a prediction. He said, this isn't ideal. Like, you actually, it's actually good to have a lot of lukewarm people in church 
because they're still in church. You know, that's, it's easier to bring people to Jesus if they're going to church, right? It's not the idea like we should kick everyone out. So I just have my crazy friends is who I like. like yeah, I wouldn't be let in. <laughs> yeah. And that's never been the Christian thing. Like we, we want all people to come into the church, right? We um, struggle with different things. Um, so you, it's good to actually have lukewarm people in the church because that's closer to Jesus, easier to bring them to. Okay. Um, yeah, your point's right because, you know, Jesus can spit out the lukewarm because he actually knows their souls, right? When Jesus judges you, you can't really respond to his judgments because he's right. He just says <laughs> the truth. Like, I disagree no, with you, Jesus. It, like, literally doesn't matter. <laughs> like, there's not, like, you can't weasel I, I, your way out of the judgment there's no, of There's no appeals court? <laughs> no, because he's, he's literally the highest court, if you will. He's, he's God. Sorry, you know. Um, and so, yes, like, that's— I want to like, speak to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're they're co-equal. So I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, so yeah, we have to. It's not our job to judge people's souls. Now we can judge people's actions. You know, uh, when people are doing things that are wrong, we should point that out um, and try to call them back lovingly to the truth. That's that's part of our moral and Christian duty to do that. But just because uh, there are lukewarm Catholics doesn't mean we are somehow allowed to hate them or allowed to drive them further away from the church. That's what often happens. Um, like, I'm not saying that you're like, oh, you're okay, I'm okay, everyone's okay, let's not worry about it. I'm not saying that at all, because that's also wrong. But the idea that like you would be mean to a lukewarm Catholic, why would you do that? How is it helping anybody? Like, you're just damning yourself and driving this other person away from the church because you're being a jerk and being sinful in the way you're presenting the gospel. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a good point. We should not spit out the lukewarm because uh, we are not Jesus. I like I didn't even think of this until you started talking. So, I mm. mean, even with your tiny brain, you can get me thinking. OK, uh, I uh, uh, I've missed you. Have you noticed? We haven't talked in a while. I, I so I just have to get it all out now. <laughs> <laughs> that's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange friendship. Um, I. I think more of all the Catholics that have left the church and a lot of times the type of Catholic that I'm thinking about that does like enjoy spitting out the lukewarm yeah people I think the people like that unwelcoming Catholics uh people who want to spit out the lukewarm are the biggest reason that people leave the Catholic Church I don't think it's like beliefs or uh, like, like I, I'm even thinking like other things that I know are, are big things. Like, especially like I, I've worked in youth ministry for so long. So like reasons that kids are leaving, they don't agree with the church's teaching on on gay marriage, or they don't agree with the teach, church's teaching on abortion or whatever. I think it's less about the teaching and more about how people handle it, right? Like yeah. people in the church saying, just coming out and being like, you know, oh, I've heard this. Uh, gay people go to hell and you, know, you shouldn't be friends with them. Like I've heard stuff like that. And it's like it's not the church's teaching that's the reason those kids left. It's how it's that person, right? Yeah. It's the, it's it's how it's how it was approached. And I, 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 it's the more that we're thinking about it, and even like now, like because it's again, it's one of these things that I've thought about a lot, but I've never talked about out loud. Like I think it might be one of the things that enrages me the most because it leads so many people to leave the church. Yeah, this thing I, I've preached on a lot uh, lately. This whole idea that like. Well, I'm telling them the hard truth. 
right? Because this is a, You're a, a very jerk. cultural. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you don't tell the truth with love, then you're actually not speaking the truth. You're doing damage to the truth. Because everything that is true is also good. So if you take, like, uh, let's do a stupid example. So, and one that I don't necessarily agree on, but we'll just use it. Salad is good for you. Okay. Let's say that salad is good for you is the truth. Now it's like, Taylor, you should be eating salad. I can't believe that you are not eating salad. You are a horrible person. Get out of here because you're not eating salad. You not can't only... believe that I don't eat salad? <laughs> Look... This is why I say it's a silly example. Also, I don't eat salad anyway, but let's, let's roll with it for a second. Not only have I just been like mean to you for no reason, I've also, like even if you had a chance of liking salad, you're always going to hate salad now. Because it's going to be forever <laughs> intertwined with this jerk. And the same thing goes with the gospel. Like, if you present this true thing in a horrible way, you've turned them off the truth. Like, it's it's really bad. And you can't be doing that sort of stuff. And, and yet, to present the truth in an unloving way is not to present the truth at all. Yeah. Man, I, I, again, just you talking, these images pop into my head. Like, <laughs> where, like... Satan, Satan one of the one of the words for Satan is the accuser right mm -hmm. like now he can twist truths and those sort of things yeah. but like an accuser in court can't just like outright lie right they can bend the truth a little bit but they can't outright lie because then yeah. they'd be disbarred and, and thrown out and all, all these sorts of things right but like you know the the accuser Satan can look at you and say you are a sinner you did this list of terrible things and list off a b c d e f and then Jesus your defense attorney yeah. can say yes you did do those things one is telling the truth <laughs> yeah. right like Satan's still telling the truth you did those things and you know it yeah. but it's such a different experience when God is saying like I know you did these things and I literally said to my son I, you know Jesus came to fix that for you like to be your defense right yeah. and like it's the same truth just presented two very different ways one loving merciful and the other unloving and and damning exactly and this is like because the lord if you pray the lord will call you out on your bad stuff but when the lord does it this is how you know it's from the voice is that of the what lord. bs stands for your bad, bad stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah this is, oh, this is a bunch of bad stuff <laughs> obviously i right. like that you avoided saying bs and still said bs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anywho <laughs> so um when the Lord calls you out on that, it's not something that makes us despondent. Um, there might be a sorrow in there, but there's not a sorrow that like brings us into a depression. It's a kind of sorrow like I'm I'm sorry for my sins because I know how much God loves me. It actually encourages us to change our lives. That's how you know a voice is coming from God. If it's the voice of the accuser, and sometimes we are our own accuser, right? We we beat ourselves up more even than Satan could sometimes. Like that kind of accusation and that kind of sorrow is one that it puts up like roadblocks in front of you. You feel like you're always going to be stuck in this, that you yourself are worthless. Those kind of voices never come from God. So even the way that God calls us out isn't one that, that like destroys it. It actually lifts us up. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to close with this. So as you guys have, have heard of this, yes, we've joked, but I think there's there's something really real here. I know it's been like really real for me as I've been thinking out of the last, last few weeks, but it's like we know that God 
<laughs> I'm trying to make the serious point, and you're like chugging down whatever you're drinking, like completely head back. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> it was almost empty. I had to get the rest of it. You're so strange. <laughs> anyway, your your so, your profound this, wrapping know, up point. This, this is usually what I do to you, so it's only fair that you do it to me. <laughs> and I'm not even doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. There's no way you did that on accident. You look like a whale coming up for air. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So like we know that that God doesn't spit out the lukewarm, uh, or that God that God does spit out the lukewarm, right? But what is what is it for us? How are we supposed to interact with the lukewarm in our churches, online, uh, in the comment section, and as Father said, like within yourself? How how are we supposed to do that? Uh, something to think on for this week. When we come back, uh, Father Anthony is going to be in charge of the next segment, and I'm very confused about what's about to happen. Uh, so don't go anywhere, or you'll miss me being very confused by something that he's extremely excited for for some reason. We'll be right back. We've got some new information on some trips with our friends over at Select International Tours. They are one of the most well-established and well-respected uh, pilgrimage organizations here in the States. They run uh, pilgrimages all over the world. I've told you about them before, but they've got a few new trips that they are planning for next year if you would like to join. The first one is a trip to the Holy Land with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that I got started in radio by editing one of the Good Deacon's talks. If you want to travel with him and see the holy sites, you know, with him to go see Jesus, um, they'll go to the Holy Land and they'll also go to Germany. And I think that the people, my friends over at Select International Tours, uh, they want me to try to pronounce this word for you. It's in Germany, so uh, Aberammergau, the Aberammergau Passion Play, world-renowned Passion Play. I just don't know how to say it because I'm not world-renowned or worldly at all the trip is in may on may 6th to 16th of 2022 all the details can be found at forte forte slash tours i'm gonna tell you about one more today uh it's a brand new offering for something that i i think it might be my number one pilgrimage option is uh the camino de santiago in spain uh, so you join the modern modern Catholic pilgrimage. The pilgrimage route is traversed by hundreds of thousands of pilgrimages of pilgrims a year. It's so beautiful. Many return for a second trip, hopefully after they let their feet rest. Uh, get a taste of the entire route by walking the final legs and get your pilgrimage certificate from uh, in Santiago de Compostela. I can say that one. Uh, this one happens July 23rd to August 2nd of next year, 2022. ForteCatholic.com/tours will link you to all that information. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is still Papua New Guinea, also known as Father Anthony Sharapa. We never actually said your real name. I just realized that. I know, but you know, I like it. The more I hear it, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, if people don't know who you are by now, like, what are you even doing? Yeah, uh, what are you doing with your life? Uh, so I had, sometimes I have, like, just, I think what they are, good ideas for what we talk about on the show. I've been doing this for a long time. I kind of know it works, and then I kind of don't sometimes, like the last month when everybody's just angry at me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, I just completely, we're going to start over. I, my, I'm very tired today. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got my COVID shot like a week and a half ago, and I have been exhausted ever since. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they told me you're gonna be tired for a day or t like a day, and then my doctor said you're gonna be tired for three days, and I'm like, it's been nine, and I'm exhausted. So I think you gave me COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just the COVID shot. It's not yeah, the yeah. vaccine. We just pumped right. you full of COVID. I think they might have. All right, there we go. 
Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll, and that is still Papua New Guinea. Yes, that's uh, my uh, new name forever. <laughs> otherwise known as Father Anthony Sarapa, which I t- just realized we didn't even point out in the whole last section uh, segment. But, you know, people know who you are. Um, yeah. But, like, usually I have good ideas for what we're going to talk about on the show. And, like, you know, you're one of the people that like, doesn't know, want to usually don't want to know. Like, you don't want to, like, you're busy. You don't want to talk. Like, just, you're g- really good at just rolling with whatever I want to talk about. Yeah. But then there are other times where I'm like, oh, I know he'll need some preparation time sure. for, f- for what we're doing. So I had what I thought was a great idea. And I called you a week ago. And mm-hmm. you were like, yeah, sure. It sounds like a great idea. And four minutes later, you texted me and said, actually, we're not doing that. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to, um, I, I just had this idea that like nobody's ever at their own funeral. Like, mm-hmm. so like the funeral homily, nobody ever hears theirs. You might hear for other people. And I was like, can you do one for us? And you told me no, because... I, I don't know. You think I have more listeners than I do? I'm very confused. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, you know, I've got you know a funeral homily. I've got like th- three different versions of a funeral homily. I mix and match and stuff. And then, but the thing is, like, uh, my first thought was like, oh, this will be fun. We'll make fun of my homily and talk about it, and it'll be good. But the second thought was like, what if there's a chance? There's a not zero percent chance that someone listens to that. We kind of have fun with the homily, and then I do the funeral for their loved one. And all of a sudden, they're hearing the same words. And I was like, I just can't take that risk because that would just be terrible. It would be terrible. It's you know? Of, it's one of those it's a, it's a low it's risk. Like, it's a low risk, but I just – I couldn't do it. I, I like, And I respect that. Like, if you don't want to talk about something, like, sure, we won't do it. Yeah. But, like, you and John, both in the last week, told me no to something <laughs> that, like, both of you think that I just have way more power than I actually do. Like, the chances of what you're saying happening are so low. And John was like, you can't say that. You have, like, uh, p- you know, p- people listen to you. I'm like, no, they don't. Like, I, got- <laughs> like, I have – what you guys don't understand is everybody on this show has way more clout than me, and ah. I just don't have any. So y'all are all like, oh, I couldn't say that because people listen to what I have to say and care and change their <laughs> lives because of it. No one does that with me. So we're going to uh, – apparently, instead of doing what I wanted to do, what we both thought was a great idea at one point, mm-hmm. you wanted to do a different sacrament, which is confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a sacrament at all. Okay, so uh, every Thursday I have a meeting with the rest of the priests, and we talk about what we're doing. Uh, my pastor, great guy, he likes making things as Catholic as possible. It's like, uh, you know, for our parish festival, he wanted to make sure that we had Vespers one night, that we had – a candlelight procession. We said all the fun stuff, the food booths, all that stuff. But he wants to make sure things are Catholic. And so he was looking over. <laughs> so you had to add some boring things to make it full yeah, Catholic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, but hey, let's let's give it a try. So uh, he was looking over a little packet that we have, a little, little pamphlet for a blessing of an engaged couple. Because sometimes Catholic couples, they get engaged. They think to themselves, hey, it'd be good to have a special blessing. And so there's this little thing from the Book of Blessings. And he was looking over it, and he's like, I just don't like it. I don't like it. So I'll read a little bit to you and see what you think of it. It seems pretty typically Catholic. And then I'll tell you what I found to potentially replace it. Ready? Okay. okay. I think I'm tracking. Yeah. So this is just a blessing for engaged couples. It starts off in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is the opening prayer. We know that all of us need God's blessings at all times. 
but at the time of their engagement to be married, they need it in particular. Catholics are. Yeah, <laughs> That's not the time they need it. It's much later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Catholics are in particular need of grace as they prepare themselves to form a new family. Let us pray that for God's blessing to come upon these couples and their uh, come upon these couples, our brothers and sisters, that they await the day of their wedding. They will grow in mutual respect and in love for one another. That their companionship and prayer together. They will prepare themselves rightly and chastely for marriage. So that's the prayer. Then you've got readings, gospels. But what do you think of that prayer? It sounds like every other prayer in church. Like exactly. I, like I, I, I don't, I don't get why this, why, why? You said your your pastor isn't a fan of this. He just doesn't think it's Catholic enough. I, okay, I. <laughs> I, I've met your pastor. He's a great guy, and I'm really nice happy dude. for all. Yeah, he's not a crazy like, person. Like, like. Uh, I, I, I think this is we joked about me not having any clout like priests are powerful within the church mm -hmm. I just think y'all might be going too far the other way do you really think I could just say this plainly as a lay person who's been yeah. in and around church and is a decent oftentimes Catholic no, no one's listening that close when they're praying mass or during blessings. Nobody's listening that close at all. <laughs> and see, I'm not disagreeing with you. That could be very well true. As a matter of fact, for that, you know, little rite, you don't even have to be a priest to do that rite in the Book of Blessings. You'd be a, an average layperson. So it goes like that. There's intercessions, reading the gospel, blah, blah, blah. Probably takes like 10 minutes. But then I found on the Internet the solemn rite of betrothal. Which is a little different than a you know marriage blessing, but uh, to do this, you know, you have to be a priest. You come out vested, ready to go, and this is this is the opening prayer after you okay, do like psalms and stuff. Okay, hold on. Uh, I've been married almost a decade, and I don't know the difference between is betrothal engaged or married. Betrothal is like you're officially engaged. It's not like a term we use anymore. Um, but you know, like you could say, my betrothed, like in um, like Disney things, like I'm betrothed to him. That means you're right. gonna get married, right? Okay, so it is like more like engaged than married. I had yes. heard it too. It's like, oh, we are betrothed now, and I'm like, I'm confused about your state in life. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Or are you not allowed to have babies right now? That's what right. we want to know. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> beloved in Christ, it is the dispensation of divine providence that you are called to the holy vocation of marriage. For this reason, you present yourselves today before Christ and his church, before his sacred minister and the devout people of God, to ratify in solemn manner the engagement bespoken between you. Uh, it's not more catholic it's dumber <laughs> <laughs> well if it's making some assumptions right yeah uh, that i understand anything that's being said <laughs> you know that like that everyone all your family and friends who are there for this one that they showed up uh two that they're devout who knows i wouldn't make yeah, that I was assumption. Like, we literally just did a whole segment about most people being lukewarm <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the church being passive aggressive. It's like <laughs> the devout people, or maybe it's being sarcastic. I don't know. No, there's some. There is something to that. There is something to like. Uh, uh, I think. I think it's Paul. Uh, Paul calls the worst group of Christians like the something holy. Like you are yes. the holy ones, right? So yeah. it's like if you are called something, there's a chance that you step up to that. Like you know when people say Taylor, you're a good man. I'm like, man, I really got to start doing good. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so I'm just going to pick and choose from here. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more? <laughs> oh, there's so much more. That's why I'm just going to pick and choose a few points. Oh, the what, the prayer is just like marriage. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going on and on and on, and it's just okay. Until someone dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are confident that you have given serious and prayerful deliberation to your pledge of wedlock. I thought she was hot. (laughs) Moreover, you have sought counsel from the superiors whom God has placed over you. Uh, Did you do that? Did you you seek counsel from the superiors? I assume that means parents. I mean, I asked her parents. It was a strange thing. I had to ask her parents. But, like, she was always with me because she didn't live in town anymore because we were, like, long distance. She lived in Florida. So, like, I had to, like, drive her, drop her off somewhere, and then drive back to her parents. And they were like, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Where is our daughter? Did you kill her? Like, we, we just saw you leave with her. <laughs> All right. In the time that intervenes, you will prepare for the sacrament of matrimony by a period of virtuous courtship so that when the happy and blessed day arrives for you to give yourselves irrevocably to each other you have laid a sound spiritual foundation for long years of godly prosperity poor choice of words (laughs) it was essentially like hey don't have sex and then the next word was you will be laid and that's just a bad bad choice of words they could have done that better you know what choice of words really worked for me that first one that first whole prayer was great (laughs) (laughs) okay so these are the so then they do a kind of like vows to each other so this is what um, uh, they would say. So, <clears throat> in the name of the Lord, I, insert name here, Taylor. promise that one, uh, okay, I, in the name of the Lord, no, in the name of the Lord, I, Taylor Schroll, promise that I will one day take thee, Sam, not Schroll yet, <laughs> as my wife, <laughs> according Martinez. to the ordinances of God and the Holy Church. I will love thee even as myself. I will keep faith and loyalty to thee, and so in thy necessities aid and comfort thee, which things and which things and all man ought to do unto his espoused, and I promise to do unto thee, and to keep by thy faith, uh, by the faith that is in me. That's interesting, vague wording. I mean, <laughs> golly, this one is. I mean. It's much more um, uh, married folk wise than the previous one. It does. It. I mean, it almost sounds like wedding vows. It sounds like a celibate person who's been thinking about his celibacy wrote this. Prayer. And then, and then feels awkward about it because that's why it's so vague. Like they're writing it out and like, um, uh, I will keep unto thee. And I'll do the things a man ought to do to the espoused. <laughs> right. We're not going to talk about what those things are. But remember, right. you're not married. You're just but espoused. They, but they keep getting brought up. It's been brought up multiple times. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> the church is saying, please, 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 please don't have sex until you're married. And, but also implying that you're going to. So, sue. Taylor, you're telling me that you don't think the thing I found is more Catholic? I think it's much worse, which might mean it's more Catholic. <laughs> yeah, see, maybe that. Can you ever see you and Sa- or Sam doing this back in the day, doing a betrothal ceremony? Uh, after our last conversation, I was wondering where that conversation was going. Um, but um, 
No. We, like <laughs> Sam, Sam and I both would have like died laughing if this was the prayer. <laughs> and it would have been one of those things that like for the first 20 seconds, like I kind of knew the premise that this was going to be a silly thing, right? Yeah. But for the first 20 seconds, I'd be like, this is kind of weird. And then like I would snicker. And then she would snicker. And then I would start to laugh a little bit more. Then she would start to laugh a little bit more. And we'd all be laughing. And, yeah, like, it would not be a prayer. So, hands down, the first prayer is much better. Okay. I'll, I'll bring that to my pastor. Uh, but I found <laughs> something else very interesting. So, do you know that very dramatic part in, like, weddings and movies? There's always a dramatic part where someone says, or the minister says, speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, I never understood why people had peas in church, but sure. Right, 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 right. Speak now or just hold on to them. I guess if you had something to say, you should throw the peas at somebody. Squish them. <laughs> <laughs> like Arthur, Arthur meme, squishing his yes. hand together. Like, yes, exactly. People think he was just making a fist. He was squishing peas. He was squishing peas. That's that's deep lore. Um, and and you've, you've played for a lot of weddings, right? Yeah. As, More as funerals, which is I wish was what we were talking about, but sure, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that line in a Catholic uh, ceremony? Never, never, ever, ever. Right, every almost everything in movies other than the kiss doesn't happen in Catholic weddings. Like, right. like there's no "Here Comes the Bride." That's uh, disband. Uh, there's no <laughs> "Forever Hold Your Peace" because I think people would have been like, um. I, I still love you, Susan. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's just awkward. Right. But the reason for that is that we actually kind of do that beforehand in the marriage paperwork uh, that will interview people who have known the couple and find out if they've ever been married before or something like that. But apparently back in the day, they did something different. This is called the publishing of the bands. And what they would do is there's a statement that would be published in the parishes the couple belongs to. And it would have to be in the parish bulletin or on, like, the parish door for, like, three weeks. It would have to be read at the end of Mass. And this is what it says. Be it known to all present here that Taylor, son of Taylor's dad, of the parish of Taylor's parish, and Sam, daughter of Sam's dad, of the parish of Sam's parish, intend to be united in holy matrimony. Wherefore? We hereby admonish each and all that if any one of you has knowledge of an impediment existing which would prevent their marrying, whether it be an impediment of blood relationship, relationship through marriage, spiritual relationship, or any other kind, you are bound <laughs> to make it known to the pastor or the bishop as soon as possible. You heard it here first, folks. Marriage isn't a spiritual union. <laughs> <laughs> if Taylor and Sam have a spiritual relationship, they cannot be married. <laughs> you got to tell the bishop right away. It's like, wait a second. These people are spiritually related. They're both baptized. Therefore, they're both children of God, and that's wrong to marry children of the same family. No. And you know what? If I sent that letter, it would be the the smartest letter the bishop received as a complaint <laughs> in the diocese. <laughs> so what that means is you 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 can't marry your your goddaughter or godson in the church. Really? Yeah. That's really weird. Like I, I mean, like I know that like in most circumstances, there's like a twenty at least twenty year. Like usually you're not a godfather until. Well, I mean, like even even then. So like I'm my goddaughter is 10 years younger than me 13 yeah. tw 12 years younger than me like that's that's weird to me that that's a ban i didn't know that it's not yeah, like you're actually related like, i think also and no canon lawyers listen to this so i'm just gonna say whatever um that uh like 
a you just wanted to a, tell me that JD doesn't listen. That's all you wanted to yeah. say. <laughs> so, like if um, a, a priest baptized somebody and then like stopped being a priest, um, he still could not marry that person. I think that's a wholly different thing. Like priests leaving the priesthood makes sense. But like, what if I had stayed single my whole life and I, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can be the godparent of an. I was at the baptism of one of my friends. It was yeah. a guy, but let's just say it was a girl who was my <laughs> age, right? Yeah. Let's like like what if I was her godfather, yet we're you know, she's eight months older than me, and then we fall in love. Like, how is that not okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you need like a dispensation. Like I still think you can do it. Like all I did to, was like, put my hand on her shoulder. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if you remember the previous words, the the, the church is very nervous about you know, these relationships. <laughs> yeah. So it's something like that. I might be wrong, but who cares? I hope uh, you're wrong. But yeah, but the idea is like literally the thing that 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 corrupts parishes the most, not the most, but one of the more common ones is gossip. And this is the church <laughs> turning gossip into a weapon to see whether or not the marriage can go forward. <laughs> It's like, oh no, they're actually cousins. You can't, you can't marry them. Everyone knows this. Oh no, this old church lady knows that this person has an affair with someone else. Like, actually using the gossip of the parish to see if these people can get married, which I find fascinating. Oh, there was enough gossip around our wedding, that's for sure. Uh, and and like honestly, if there was anything like gonna be an impediment, that like, people would be like. Taylor is the impediment. Oh, because of his relationship with another woman? No, like he's just a rock. He's actually impeding anyone from getting anywhere. He stands in doorways all the time, and no one can get past him. You know, he takes too long in the drive-through, and the line backs up. He's just an impediment anywhere he goes. Oh, how dare you, sir? I never take any time in the drive-through. I know exactly what I want. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, so yeah, I just very much. Like now, apparently, some parishes still do a version of this. Like some parishes will publish in their bulletin that this person's gonna get married. But like, how devastating would it be if for like three weeks this was made a big deal in your parish, and then you call off the wedding, and that means like everybody knows. It would just be very awkward, which is why I assume they they call they stop doing this. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think it's a reason. It's probably the 87th reason. I think it's just they stopped doing it because it was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing is, like, uh, unless there's, like, some sort of weird circumstance, usually I just ask the couple, are you related? And they laugh and say no. But they could be lying to me. But if we publish this in a bulletin, like if I'm a new priest at a new place and this was published for three weeks, I would find out. Someone would tell me. I don't know, man. I think if you do your due diligence and two cousins want to lie enough in the Catholic Church to get married, like, they're just going to do it, man. You know what we need to do? We need to find a priest from Alabama and get him on for a... Yes. Does this happen a lot to you? This is a question. All right. Well, tell your pastor the new one that you found is really stupid. And y'all either need to write your own. We we know that you're actually really good at writing prayers back from the old uh, one chip challenge. You're very good at writing Catholic prayers. Yeah. Uh, so definitely don't use that second one. The first one, like it, you're going to read it and everybody's going to say amen and be really happy because they're caring about the couple, not what you, the priest says. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. I probably will write my own. All right. Well, uh, let me know. <laughs> Oh, man, this whole segment felt like my funeral, which is actually kind of what I was going for in the beginning. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
I'm excited to say that our YouTube channel has been growing. We are closing in on that 500 subscriber mark. We are working our way to that thousand and just about halfway there. Uh, we've gained about 30 subscribers over the last month. It is free. It's something that you can do to help us out and you get a bunch of great content over there. Not only do you have the show, but there's talks, there's music. One of the things I haven't talked about yet that's over there on YouTube is all of my guest appearances that I do on other people's shows where like, I'm not in charge and I just get to go relax and try to be funny and talk about faith and hopefully help people. Those are There's a whole playlist called Guest Appearances on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. The most recent one, uh, a lot of you guys should be a fan of because it's our, our fellow co-host, Liv Harrison. I went on her show and it might be the funniest uh, thing we've ever done together. Her new podcast and YouTube show, radio show, is called It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And I was a guest on it for about half of one of the shows. And it is right there at the top of the guest appearances playlist on youtube.com slash Catholic. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. We had so much fun making it. We hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is Father Anthony Sharapa. Uh, you're disappointed I didn't say Papua New Guinea, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have what I think might be one of my stranger ideas. I don't think it's controversial like the last few weeks, but uh -huh. strange. Strange. Sure. I would like us to go word for word, line by line, through Nickelback's hit photograph. Before we do this, yeah, because I don't want everyone to turn off your show as soon as they heard the word Nickelback. Oh, they turned it off a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe during the vows. Um, there was a time when people liked Nickelback. This is one of the. It's not the reason we're doing this. Everyone loved Nickelback. Everybody did. Everyone did, and everyone turned on them. And they're one of the greatest bands of our generation. They were. They were good. I. I mean, I. Just want to throw that out there before we get started. For sure. Um, I, I, I thought I thought you were going to defend the segment, not Nickelback, but okay. No, this, no, I'm I'll, defending I'll, Nickelback. I'll defend the segment. Uh, I promise you. We're going to make some jokes as we go through this, but I promise you that there's a reason that we are doing this. Ironically enough, it kind of connects to something that was a problem in last segment. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Right. I promise you. Stick with us till the end. If you're still here, and you're, and you're the one person still hate listening, keep listening because there's a point to all of this. Um, this song makes no sense at all. I love Nickelback, but there are so many lines that make no sense. Okay. Uh, first, look at this photograph. This is an audio song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's a music video, but you know the first time I saw the music video? Five years ago when it became a meme. I never saw the music video, but I've heard this song 1,862 times on the radio. Yes. Look at That's this photograph. Good. Uh, every time I do it, it makes me laugh. Okay, if we can get past that we're, you know, he's looking at a photograph, that's fine. Uh, photos can make you laugh. Uh, how did our eyes get so red? Uh, drug problem, immediately. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Good. So I'm thinking two things. First okay. of all, while I don't hate Nickelback, I'm a little bit annoyed because it's like there's an inside joke that I'm not privy to. Like, look at this photograph. It's so funny. It's like, well, I can't see it. Now I'm sad. I want to see the funny picture. What the heck, Nickelback? And then how did our eyes get so red? I just assumed that was a camera thing. You know, when you take a picture and like it, the lens, the light reflects off like your eyeballs or whatever. I was like, that's how photography works. You took a bad picture, Nickelback. Which, I mean, anybody that's 
younger than us doesn't know that that used to be a thing. Like we all used yeah. to look like demons whenever we yes. took pictures because those red in our eyes. But like I thought it was that for years too. But then the next line is one of the primary reasons we're doing this. The yeah. next line is, uh, "How did our eyes get so red? And what the hell is on Joey's head?" Uh, mm. They're they're high. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> I literally never thought about that until you brought it up, and it makes perfect sense. You are talking about the inside too. Like we still don't know. This song has been an earworm in our ears for twenty yes. years, and no one knows what the hell is on Joey's head. <laughs> and it must be like. I mean, if you are someone who writes songs, you should be good with words. You should be able to describe things. But whatever's on Joey's head is utterly indescribable to the artist. <laughs> what could it be? It's so crazy. And you think, oh, okay, maybe we'll get an answer in the next in the next phrase. Right. This is where I grew up. Okay, just completely like they're high. They completely went to a whole other thing. Like yes. they have another song called Rockstar that's all about drugs. So they. They, they, and also, <laughs> just rock and roll music is usually about drugs. Uh, mostly Christian rock, but that's a whole other story for another mm. day. Uh, Jesus is my drug. <laughs> You're such a loser. Um, yeah. This is where I grew up. Uh, I think the president owner fixed it up. I never, uh, I never knew we ever went without the second floor is hard for sneaking out. Okay, now, like... This one's actually talking about, like, I can see this being in high school, right? Now sure. we're talking about high school, which is like, I was around that age when this song came out. Uh, I wonder if it's too late. Should I go back and try to graduate? Yeah, he was hot. He dropped out of school. <laughs> yes, yes. And Nickelback, it is it is too late. You've, you've made enough money on records. Why would you ever want to go back to high school? High school's actually the worst. If I was them, I wouldn't let me in. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, God. I... I. I always find it funny when like <laughs> lyric websites put in like the random sounds. It's like that's actually not a lyric. He's just like making sounds during the song. It seems superfluous. <laughs> I I think it goes with our theme that's been running through this so far. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's just all over the place. This is like a having mm-hmm. a conversation with Liv Harrison. He's uh, he's raising a lot of questions, not giving us a lot of answers. We're getting snapshots, <laughs> pun intended, of his life beforehand. Hey. <laughs> hey. Okay. Uh, every memory of looking out the back door, I had the photo album spread along my bedroom floor. It's hard to say it. Time to say it. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's talking about like saying goodbye to these old memories. It's like, oh, that's Aww. that's that, yeah. like that's part of uh, growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. I found the photo of the friend that I was looking for. It's hard to say it. Time to say it. Goodbye. Uh, do you remember the old arcade? Remember when we used to have to play video games in buildings in malls? I do. I specifically remember one arcade. It was actually uh, an extended family that owned this uh, motel. And so the cousins worked there during the summer. So they could just play Mortal Kombat all the time. And I was the little cousin. So one, they were way better at the game than me. Two, they would never let me pick Sub-Zero. And three, they knew all the fatalities and I knew none of them. It's a very, very painful memory for me. And that's why you spend all your time on video games now, to try to prove them wrong. Yeah, (laughs) I can be cool too. I know video games. (laughs) Uh, uh, At the arcade, blew every dollar we ever had. The cops hated us hanging out, which is weird. Like, they're kids at an arcade. It's who they're built for. Why did the cops take you hanging out? And then we find out, Oh, they said somebody went and burned it down. Maybe that's why the cops were around. <laughs> <laughs> like the cops are around because there've been several threats against this establishment. <laughs> or the cops hated it so much that they burned it down. <laughs> that's intriguing. Because to this song. I mean, the you know the old police versus firefighters feud. <laughs> yes. 
It's a, it's one of the oldest feuds of all time. <laughs> Taylor's oldest time. Uh, we used to listen to the radio, sing along with every song we knew. We said someday we'd find out how it feels to sing to more than just the steering wheel. Now, that's actually a really good line. It's like, he's a famous singer now. He used to just sing yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like in, in the car, in the shower, that sort of thing. And now he's famous. Here's here's the one. This is This is the one that just... I mean, it blows me away. Mm-hmm. Kim's the first girl I kissed. I was so nervous that I nearly missed. Yeah, it's a good line. It's a, it's the worst line. It's the worst <laughs> line. Wait, <laughs> like, I I've I've kissed some girls and I liked it. Like I've I've I had some kisses when I was in high school. No, oh. you know I I always I was always accurate. <laughs> I always kissed exactly where I was planning to. <laughs> Their girls could say what they want, but I always hit the mark. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have been good, but I was accurate. I, 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 I've never understood how you can miss. You go in for the just first like, kiss, a little, little peck on the lips, and you're just like, well, that's her forehead. You know, like. <laughs> I mean, it would be, it, you have to be pretty nervous to like, kiss like her eyeball or something by mistake <laughs> right also that would probably be the last date you ever went on because that's uh, just weird yeah, yeah. The, kim's the last girl i guess <laughs> uh she had a couple of kids since then i haven't seen her since god knows when i mean like it's just such a weird thing i i think i think about that often mm. like my kids when they come to kiss me like my youngest is three she's never missed like, I mean, like she, it's just such a weird thing. Like, I think he's trying to connect with people. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, your first kiss, you were so nervous that, you know, kissed each other's elbows. It's like, no, no one is connecting with you right now. <laughs> well, like, maybe, like, like when toddlers, they first, like, learning how to, like, give, like, their parents a kiss, and they just, like, headbutt you instead. Like, maybe that line was for them. I mean, maybe like when the when the when the baby's head doesn't have any muscles and they just you know don't have any muscles in the neck and they're just doing this all the time. Like I'd see then. Yeah. It's like I, I, I was like 16 when I had my first kiss, late bloomer, and uh, <laughs> I didn't miss. It's just very you know, weird. To me. I, okay, are we just gonna keep bragging the rest of the segment, or like what are it's, we gonna do? I'm not bragging. <laughs> no one's ever had a problem. Good, look with at this. me. I'm Taylor. <laughs> I kiss people on the lips. When Look I went to kiss I lips, am. I kiss lips. That <laughs> <laughs> came across wrong. Ah, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the actual point of this segment of not Taylor being a weirdo, um, I mean, it, it pretty much just goes through all the chorus again. But uh, there's some weird – we've all heard that song hundreds of times. Everybody our age, or, uh, especially, like within a decade either way of me, has heard yeah. that song a ton. And, like, I think I'm probably the person that has spent the most time thinking about those lyrics because they, they're they just so weird. Like, I love the song. It's just a weird song. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like usually, like, in verse two, you can talk about something else. Like, he's talking about something in verse one. He's like, what's on Joey's head? And he's like, then I kissed a girl on her forehead. Like, it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. That it's just all over the place. And, I, like, we were talking last segment about how, like, you priests don't understand that nobody thinks about what you guys are saying. Like, <laughs> may, may, maybe during the consecration when you're like, I really want to be, like, I make the decision, I'm going to be laser focused on this. And 12 seconds later, like, I'm gone, you know? like. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think about songs that we sing in church. Like, the whole the whole singing is praying twice. I thought about this while I was leading worship again. for the. It's, it, it had been a, a year and a half since I led worship. Yeah. And how, like, 
the point of a worship song, whether it's in Latin or whether Chris Tomlin wrote it or whether, you know, uh, somebody in the 70s wrote it, the whole point of having music in church is one, one to praise God, but also to assist us in our prayer. Right. Yeah, like the song true. is not the end. It's the means. It's the way like we, we all like I we go into prayer not knowing what to say. The songs give us words that we can say and then we l- learn from those songs how to pray on our own. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So like but so often we just go through the the motions of the songs where we're singing all the words and we never think about them. And like, so, I mean, some of the lyrics are weird. So you might have the experience like like we did with 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 uh, photograph and Nickelback. But sometimes there are lines in songs that are some of the most profound theological things I've ever heard. Hmm. Like some of the deepest lessons I've ever learned, uh, I learned in songs. And because I took the time to think about it, but then so often I just kind of glaze over. So it's just kind of a, of, of a challenge for uh, to take what we did today here with Photograph by Nickelback to the next time that you're at Mass. The next time you're at Mass, don't think about missing kisses. Think about... What what are the songs that, that you're singing? Even if you hate the song, what do the words say? Because the words are the whole point, right? Somebody hitting an F note on the on the on the piano or hitting a G on the on the violin. That, that that's not the whole point. It's the words and helping us to pray. I just had this image of me being so nervous at my first mass that I miss kissing the altar and just like <laughs> crash onto it and like cut my head open. Right. <laughs> you you kiss the deacon's hand next to you. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's so silly. Okay, well, that's our show for today. We're gonna end there. Papa New Guinea, is that gonna stick? I think I like it. It's this is totally up to you whether or not it sticks. I don't know if it is. We'll see what you say off offline. <laughs> Tune in next month when I'll be on again, and we'll see what happens. I'll have forgotten, and you'll everyone will think that you yelled at me. Uh, I'll be back next week. See ya. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching and listening to this today. If you enjoyed it, a couple of things. Number one, if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, and I've said it three times already, what do you do? Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, hit subscribe on YouTube. That really, other than listening and watching and enjoying it, that's the number one thing that you can do for us. The second best thing that you can do if you made it all the way through this to, the, to this part of the podcast, you either fell asleep or you really enjoyed it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment of your favorite part or a question that you want us to tackle in, in a uh, upcoming episode. If you're listening on podcasts, leave a review, five stars, say one good sentence it'll take 30 seconds and really make a big difference for us thank you guys so much and uh, i'll see you next week